0: It's like, it, it's almost as if we have devised a way to let people know every time we're back. It's amazing. I know. Like, we have achieved heights that have never been achieved before. The music isn't enough. No, it
1: isn't. We, we need some sort of a... Just about every radio show has lead-in intro and outro music. It does. But and only one that I'm aware of has someone shouting, and we're back. <laughs> Constantly.
0: (laughs) At least on Sundays. (laughs) Uh, It is Free Talk Live. If you're listening, that is the name of the show that you are hearing, that we are speaking on and performing as part of something along those lines. Partaking in? Yeah. Anyway. The telephone number is 603 283 6160. Again, 603 283 6160. Captain's log, Stardate zero seven three one two zero two two. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass, joining me tonight. Big Kahuna and Richie Rich. Happy to have the Big Kahuna back. Thank you for being the substitute, Nikki. Thank you. Uh, so, a little later in the program, I have a story about a huge snatch coming and up sounds interesting and we'll we'll talk about that and we we have some other stuff that we want to talk about there are subjects uh, as you if you've been listening on sunday nights you already know that we do things a little bit differently here on sundays than on the other 6 days of the week of free talk life um,
1: subject matter generally a little further off the wall. i I may want. I want to. I might want to pitch a new idea Uh-oh. for Sunday nights, like a throwback, if you will, <gasps> going back to the classic Sunday nights. Going so back in time. This in this time, this week I time. ran out of podcasts to listen to. What I I know it's unbelievable. Did, did you just turn on Lrn.fm? No. Um, but I, I have like the backlog of Sovereign Tech episodes. Yeah. Because he like relaunched. All of the old episodes afterwards. Brian Sovereign, former
0: host of Free Talk
1: Live. Sunday night host That's on Free right. Talk Live. And so I'm listening to one of these like old episodes from six, no more than that, like a long time ago. Sure. And he was like, you know, he was talking about the Sunday night Free Talk Live and how it turned into like conspiracy talk live. <laughs> and it was the night where all the conspiracy theory people would come out of the woodwork. And like lay it on them. Yeah, I was like, oh, I remember those episodes. Those were kind of cool too. So wacky, weird,
0: yeah. and conspiracy. You theory. got a conspiracy theory, big Kahuna? I'll have to think about that one. Okay, all right. I thought maybe you'd have one just off the top of your head that you know is a pet <laughs> pet conspiracy theory. How about you? You got one?
1: Uh, I, I, I'm you know the the current mm-hmm. situation with like the Dutch farmers. Yeah, I'm convinced yeah. that that's a land grab. Well, you know, I, I'm going to go
2: back old school mm-hmm. JFK. Yeah,
0: certainly
1: you know, uh that and
0: probably I, the most popular conspiracy theory, I, yeah, I would have to say. I, I do think it was an inside 9/11. job. I really do. Well, yeah, until nine eleven anyway. Yeah, but yeah.
1: Um, Then everyone forgot all about JFK, like JF who? <laughs> that's
0: true. People put in that the the movie, the uh was Oliver Stone made yes. the, the the movie and people were like, wait, this was a conspiracy theory? Back like, into the left. That's that's <laughs> how they made the movie, the guys. That's how they made the movie. Um, for those of you who listen regularly, you know that uh, I and a whole bunch of other, we'll call them keene uh liberty-loving people here in Keene, have been gathering on Monday nights to watch the HBO series called The Anarchists. Uh, if you're not familiar with the show, it features people who were involved in the creation and delivery of the Freedom Festival known as
1: Anarchapulco. And that alone pissed off all the real anarchists online. The <laughs> real anarchists, <laughs> yes. Uh, and so uh, f-
0: just to clear the air about real anarchists, all anarchy means is uh, an, which is no, and then arcos, which is ruler. It just means no ruler. So as long as you don't want a ruler, you are an anarchist. And that's all that it means. Everything else is completely subjective to your preferences as an individual so there's a you know a bunch of people out there going oh well i'm an anarcho-capitalist or i'm an anarcho-communist or i'm an anarcho-primitivist
1: or i'm an anarcho-whatever i will accept the ancap label
0: i so uh, ironically i came to the ideas of anarchy through the anarcho-capitalist uh like youtube stuff Right, uh, early Stefan Molyneux, uh, a bit of like Jeff Berwick, yeah, uh, and you know folks who were the, like the early celebritarians, if you will. I think that's the title that uh, I used to. They were my given. podcast
1: feed used to have the Anarchist on there as well at one point.
0: And while I uh, personally like, I don't know if. Uh, Mr. Berwick and I would ever be friends. I've never met the man. Um, I don't like that he's into rap. I don't really dig the way he dresses. You know, there's all sorts of criticism. But when he talks about anarchy, all of his words, I'm like, yes, that's exactly it. So I identify with his thoughts on the matter, his philosophy on the matter, uh, regardless as to whether or not, you know, I think I might enjoy hanging out with the person. Uh, and so there's a lot of people who are like, oh well, you can't believe what Berwick says because he's done some bad deals and he's a douchebag and blah blah blah. They're lever- leveraging all this that you know, might all hate be true towards that. And I don't know. Like I said, I've never met the man, but what I can say is that when he speaks about anarchy, he appears to me to be accurate. Yes, and so I, and I've enjoyed that because he does have a way of sort of dumbing it down. Right? It's not this like huge philosophy that you got to be like a scholar to figure out. It's just no. It just means. You don't want to be a slave, and there should be nothing controversial about that whatsoever.
1: Yeah, we, we've you know always covered the world's smallest political quiz. And at <laughs> one point, Mark Stevens had the world's shortest political quiz. Mark
0: Stevens with another one, the No State Project, right? Great and, the, program. and the
1: shortest political quiz was, you know, should goods and services be provided at the barrel of a gun? And that was it, right? Right? If you say yes to that, statist, right? Right? If you say no to that, Anarchist. Anarchist, because that's how the state operates. They provide their "quote unquote" goods and services at the barrel of a gun. Indeed. So, at any rate,
0: uh, we're three episodes into this HBO series called "The Anarchists," and uh, I know that Richie Rich has seen. He's up to date. I'm up I'm to date, up. Yep. but the Big Kahuna hasn't. I have not yet seen okay. it. All
1: right, lame. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> you can continue to join. We're doing the Mondays. If you want to join yeah, us, yeah. you know you're free to do so. <laughs> Otherwise, you, you can catch up another time. I can. I can set you up with a way to do so.
1: Pirate uh, it like a real anarchist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> arr, arr, arr. Um, so the mm, the publication known as Vice uh, has run, of course, a, a hit piece on the anarchists, the television show, and it says real anarchists react to the anarchists. See, uh, told you. A new series about crypto bros. Right. And th-
1: apparently they're just focusing on the crypto bro aspect of Anarchapulco. Well, okay. And to be fair, then, right, the, the narrow scope of the show, the anarchists, right, focusing only on yes, and that group of anarchists, right, misses the larger anarchy movement that exists, right? It's like, at least thus far. Right. Yes. They're not the anarchists, they're like these anarchists.
0: That would be a more accurate title instead of okay. the anarchists, right. these anarchists right. right, would probably be a more accurate title. Uh, They do mention, like, in the series, they do show some footage of, like, some people chucking some Molotov cocktails, because that's usually the the stereotypical image. Traditional view. Yeah, that that the state has programmed you to think of when you hear the word anarchist. Oh, you mean people dressed in all black and chucking (laughs) Molotov cocktails, which are bottles with, you know, wicks sticking out of them that they light on fire, and when they smash, they turn into fire, if you don't know what a Molotov cocktail is. Um, And so... Uh, they do mention that, and they go, but not that kind of anarchist. So they, they do sort of bring the stereotype yeah. out and go, no, this story is not about that. It's about these guys instead. And so yeah, The crypto bros. yeah, The, the, the anti-state crypto bros. So uh, politicians and media pundits often use the term anarchist to conjure images of lawless hooligans causing mindless destruct- destruction, warning of a dystopian world that might exist without the rule of law. In reality, anarchists have been involved in some of the most significant political projects of the last two centuries, whether it's striking workers, winning the eight-hour workday, or communities coming together to participate in mutual aid projects. But HBO's new six-part docuseries, The Anarchists, features self-described anarchists of a whole different variety, self-interested capitalists, and crypto bros. And we'll talk talk a little bit more about that here tonight on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. Also coming up, a huge snatch. the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. We're a live call-in radio talk program where you can call in and take control of the airwaves, talk about anything at all, whatever you like. No subject is taboo. The only thing you can't really say is, well, all the cuss Mm -hmm. words that the FCC is like, you can't say those, and if you do, we'll dump you, and then you can't call again Mm -hmm. for the day so one call per day that's that's the limit these are the rules of free talk live you know who we're talking to and have been for some time can we talk about snatch we could talk about well coming up a little later we're going to talk about a huge snatch oh okay possibly possibly one of the largest snatches in all of history
2: i'm intrigued yeah that sounds intriguing
0: a a little later we'll talk about that in the studio it is myself the captain big kahuna and Richie rich And we've been talking about this, uh, well, we just kind of started talking about the hit piece uh, that Vice has put out for this HBO show called The Anarchists. We'll
1: and find out if it's a hit piece, because it might w- be accurate. Well, I I okay, all right. Okay. Uh,
0: I, mm, did I read it? Well, I skimmed it at okay. least, and so my gut instinct was, generally, if there's a hit piece, it's going to be on Vice, Okay, in my opinion, but... Yeah, well, we will find out. We will continue talking more about that. But first, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. We've got Robert in South Carolina calling. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Yes, I was just thinking to myself when I heard you describe an an anarchist society, in other words, what you would expect to happen and what you would expect to to do. Well, actually, it reminded me of the analogy of... uh, Donkey, Quixote and Sancho Panza are charging the the, the, the the threatening windmills. The, the fact of the matter is, is that we're we we've been trying for for millennia to develop societies which were more which were more perfect. In other words, societies that would serve our needs equally, justly, and to the extent that we need them.
1: And you um, can't have that with it, government interference. Correct.
3: Well, that's that's the that's the quandary. How are do you doing? It's that? not a quandary. Well, it's not can't. a quandary.
1: It's not a quandary at all. As, as soon as you introduce government's violence, right, it becomes unjust. And what's the other word that he used? I missed well, it. Well, well, it becomes so government, unjust. Certainly. And violence. Government
3: violence, hopefully, in a normal society, in a, in a, in a, in a developed society, hopefully that would, that would really never happen. Uh,
1: that, that hope is very utopian of you, sir.
0: Yeah, and I have a question well, for you, Robert. Do you think sure. that uh, society and government... Are independent of each other?
3: No, they're not.
0: Ooh, because interesting. Because then why, why are there two different words for them?
3: Well, it's because the government Biden
0: administration redefines really
3: the structure, and society is, is the whole. You know, as is, is the government is, is the administrative structure, and society is the entire structure. In other words, every man, woman, and child in a society is a, is,
0: okay, is so a society. Okay, so you say it's an administrative structure. When I think of administrative structure, I think about I don't know, filing some paperwork. I think about you know, I don't know, having some meetings or things of that nature. Uh, why does there have to be violence involved There's, if it's an administrative structure?
3: We would certainly hope that violence is at the very, very, very end where you absolutely are forced to, to, to use it. But, well, you we might
0: have, hope that, but that's not the reality. The reality is the violence is every day. Every day that I've been alive, governments around the world, doesn't even matter if it's the U.S. or not, but including the U.S., have been conducting war. Now, they might call it kinetic military action. They might call it, oh, uh, you know, we're going to throw some money at these freedom fighters over here. But they are conducting war. If you look up uh, democide Uh, The uh, hawaii.edu has all of the data available on democide, which is the something like 262 million people that have been uh, their lives have been ended at the hands of governments around the world in just the last century, not including war. And that's there just are in war zones. almost
3: 8 billion people on the face of this earth. I'm one of them. I've never experienced political violence in my whole life. I've never even, I don't believe I've ever seen it personally. I've seen it <laughs> something on TV occasionally.
1: Well, yeah, you, so you have seen I it. drove by a cop pulling over somebody as I got came to the studio today. Yeah, have you ever seen somebody get
0: arrested? You ever been pulled over by a cop? Yes. Okay, congratulations. You've
2: experienced You've it. You've experienced it. It's all about no, power. Were, it's all about violence.
0: They
3: were very, very, control. very kind to me. I've never, never had that experience, actually. Well, yeah,
2: but over. you're also like
0: that like, kind of guy that's you know, not really going to stand up to the bully, It's right? the
1: looming threat, right? You don't always see the overt violence. But as you said, the threat is always there. It's the sword of, is it Damocles, Damocles, whatever, that just hangs over mm-hmm. every government interaction. I mean right. the way the
2: police dress i mean they dress you know jack boots and and very military you know it, it's it's all about imposing power and force
1: you yeah. don't care if they were wearing like pink dresses right they have you either pull over or else. or they escalate right and well, and when it comes to you know the administration
0: itself. Right. Uh, if you want to call it that, if you want to call it the administrative you know, piece of society, which it's not, by the way, society is perfectly capable of administrating itself without a giant organization of, that claims a monopoly on violence that claims they're the only ones who can do it. When you do it, it's wrong. But when they do it, it's cool. Uh, how do they fund that? How do they fund that? They fund that by threatening people, by threatening them with, hey, we're either going to like you know take some money away from you, we're going to garnish your wages, and if you don't like that and you figure out a way around that, we're going to send some guys in costumes who are armed uh, after you and threaten to throw you in a cage if you don't do what they say. And then if you also don't comply with that, then they purport the authority to shoot you and end your
3: life. Well, you know, I've never experienced those negative kinds of things. There was a time, one time, when I went through. Do you think a yellow, that those
0: things just don't happen?
3: Well, I can I can tell you what one of my experiences I went through. A, oh, answer a the question.
0: Day. Do you think that those types of things don't happen? Compliant
1: slaves don't get whipped.
3: Uh, I I think that they could happen because. There comes a time when government is forced to use violence. I mean, just what would you do if an army of people came at you and you were the government and you were responsible for keeping order, peace and solitude in in society? Well, first of
1: all, first of all, uh, they're the ones coming after us. Yeah. First of
0: all, they're the ones coming after us. Second of all, no one person is in charge of that, nor should they be. It should be everybody's responsibility. And in fact, if you study, if you study military 101, you would know that the most difficult place to conquer is an area of a population that is heavily armed so if government really had your best interests in mind and was really afraid of some other country invading or some other group of people invading they would be handing out guns and ammunition to everybody instead of doing what they're doing now which is attempting to disarm everybody like they did in the
1: ukraine when they started an invasion here everybody have an ak (laughs) yes go fight and then they made people fight and wouldn't let people escape
3: that, that was an outside power. and the
4: people, that what we're talking in
3: that about? Case, but, you know, the, the Russian Federation was an outside was an outside power, and, and and it was threatened by this outside power. And they, they couldn't help themselves because they had already given up their nuclear weapon systems. So they, they had to do that. They had no choice, actually, you, you see.
4: Hey, Robert,
0: are you on social media? You don't have to, like, tell us what you're is I just want to know if you're there or not.
3: Oh, I, I'm not on social media.
0: Okay, all right. Well, hey, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160 is the telephone number. Uh, you know, Do you think that it's necessary for a slave master to control your life? Give us a call. Let us know. Coming up, we'll also talk about a very, very, very huge snatch. This is Free Talk Live. And we're back. Yes, we are back. And it is free talk live. Phones are open. We've got a couple calls on hold, but the telephone number you need is 603 283 6160. Again, 603 283 6160 if you want to join in the conversation tonight. In the studio, it's myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass, joining me. Big Kahuna. And Rich Rich. I want to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this important world-changing information. If you're already knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all in a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. All right, so uh, we kind of have started talking about uh, the HBO television miniseries it's only six episodes long but it's called the anarchists and we'll talk more about that but we have some calls so let's kick things off with uh i think this might be the earliest david from new mexico has ever called the show david you're on free talk live
5: yeah i woke up early today
0: congratulate are you caffeinated
5: um, uh, pretty soon. I'll, I'll, I'll be putting on coffee here any minute. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. I didn't that know if you were coffee, a, then the speedo. a coffee, <laughs> coffee connoisseur no, or I, not.
5: I, I, I wear the speedo 24 uh, seven fat boy. I can actually wear one.
0: That
1: is dirty.
0: Ah. Well, take what, mine to wash uh, it
5: every once in a while,
0: what, uh, what prompted you to call free talk live this early?
5: Uh, government violence. I think I heard you mention government violence and uh, yesterday I heard you uh, actually defending government violence and so I thought uh, I would explore that. Uh, can you,
0: that can you
1: describe of- this uh, defense of government violence? Recap because I didn't finish listening to last night's episode too so I didn't hear who said it what.
5: Oh well I was uh, continuing to uh, go item by item in the he blogged by Joe Man- blogspot.com, Joe Monahan's New Mexico, where he interviewed the victim of domestic violence, a victim who actually filed criminal charges on a judge that mm-hmm. had committed domestic violence against her while she was having an affair with uh, Judge Tommy Jewell, the wife of ju- – I'm sorry, the wife of huh? and Slip, the husband of uh, – uh, judge Angela Jewell, who okay. trafficked my children. And so where did and, the
0: defending of the government violence come in? You,
5: you, uh, you were dismissive of a judge uh, when asked a question uh, in a civil tone in a public place, uh, getting up out of his chair, walking across the, r- the room, and getting in the face of a constituent who, who had asked the question, be, being me, and getting in the face, meaning if I uh, getting within 18 inches, a foot and a half, which is your personal space. If I walked up to any one of you or anybody walked up to any one of you and put their face within 18 inches of yours, no matter what the situation, other than if you were trying to have sex with that person, um, you would uh, step back because that's your Personal space. Yeah, I believe what you,
0: the phenomenon you're referring to is known as the personal space bubble. And there are people who walk this planet, uh, and I'm not even talking about the judge here. Uh, what you were talking about last night was uh, this guy, you know, sort of uh, getting angry, spitting in your face, you know, uh, making you feel intimidated. But there are people who walk this planet uh,
1: that are known as close talkers. Is that a Seinfeld bit or a Curb Your Enthusiasm? I was just thinking that, too, and I couldn't remember so why, which one. I it mean, was. it's
0: funny. It's funny because it's why? true. Right. It's funny because it's true.
5: Right. So, Brian, Brian, why, why do you feel the need to defend Tommy Jewell, when everybody who's defending this
0: guy, he, he's claiming you are. How in how yeah, in what way yeah, am I defending this guy?
5: Because because it's an abnormal of. Uh, I have uh, not. I've never
0: disagreed with that. Hello. I've never even disagreed with your definition. What you're talking about is last night you were giving the definition you're, you're to just, Peakless Mountaineer you, of uh, assault and battery, and I never disagreed. What I did is I made a joke no. at your expense, of course. But I, it was a humorous no, no, actually, joke, and everybody laughed. Everybody laughed
5: about something else. Actually, you made a serious comment about something else, but one thing at a time. So let's explore what you just did just now so that that might be more fresh in your memory. Um, right now, you, you, uh, you countered me by introducing people that are close talkers,
0: because they exist.: be dis- Yeah, I said they exist. Dis- yeah, said exist. Dis- you, were giving, you were telling me that if anybody got within 18 inches of nope. you, you would consider it assault. Is is no, what you were uh, alluding in a, in to, an, and in fact, in an and in fact, that is not the case because close talkers do a, exist.
5: No. Okay, so you you bring that up as an exception to the situation I'm presenting, which, by definition, uh, on its face, which is a legal term, on its face. That you're defending Judge Tommy Jewell's behavior. No, no that's I'm not. what you're doing.
1: No, I'm not. Yes, so you are. I've, no, got, a, I've got a oh, law dictionary. Hang on, David. I've got on. a law dictionary on my tablet over here. Okay, go. And I pulled up like the first definition for assault. Okay. And it says, threat to inflict injury with an apparent ability to do so. Also, any intentional display of force that would give the victim reason to fear or expect immediate bodily harm. Sure. And that well, there, sounds like that's what go. occurred to David. Okay. That's so did, which I've never—I've
0: I've never disagreed with. Okay.
5: Well, um, well, you did disagree with it yesterday. So, no, I didn't. Uh, Let's... For the record, we, we have... Uh, if, if
0: anybody's this, curious to hear it, you can go to freetalklive.com and listen use, to yesterday's episode when David called. For the record, and, there's and an here, archive. Yeah, for the record, there's an archive. You can hear specifically <laughs> yeah, where, and, no, so I did not defend this judge in any way, shape, or form. Uh, what I did yeah, is did. I, I made a I'll joke where uh, David claims that he no. was assaulted by this I'll judge. And I said, well, if that definition is true, then David, of course, has been assaulting our listeners for years.
5: That's That's not what I'm referring to. What I'm referring to is your statement, which, as you say, your listeners can listen on the record from the recording yesterday where you where you said that any court that would uh, investigate the behavior of Judge Tommy Jewell based on uh, as an assault, you you would. uh, And I forget your exact words,
6: but you did not agree
5: with you did not agree with that court. In other words, you would allow behavior like that. To occur unchecked is what you're saying
0: that is not true that is not what i said do you recall what, what you said you no did, i don't okay say, and it, and in fact i think that what david's talking about wasn't even me okay <laughs> yeah i think it was one of one
5: of the other hosts
1: on last night's show hey david well, thanks well, for the well, call no it
5: was it was
1: you thanks for the call david i got another one from the same app just you know they had multiple uh definitions here when someone threatens another person with physical harm Words on their own do not amount to assault, but threatening gestures do... Even if the person threatened is not touched. Right. So, again, David is
0: correct. If somebody gets all up in your face and, you know, they're all spitting mad and, you know, yelling things at you. And if they, you know, even go so far as to use words that uh, you feel are threatening you and they may attack you, then, yes, that indeed fits the definition of assault. And I never disagreed with that. I I, learned, I, I totally agreed with that. And, like, I don't know what David.
1: It was one about. of those, like, today I learned things. But fighting words is an actual thing. Them's fighting words, pilgrim. Right. Well, that, if if someone says something that commonly held would lead to that person being physically struck for having said those words, like they are in the wrong and you can strike people. No fighting words. When basically. I
0: was when I was a kid on, on ye old playground, right, like four square, right? mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, eight years old, seven years old, something like that, or eight square at four years old. Who uh, knows? There there was a time uh, when I. Uh, I actually I stood up for another kid, right? The, the, this one kid was getting in the face of this other kid, and I was like, hey, man, back off. And he started getting into it with me, and I hauled off and slugged the guy.
1: Yeah, Now them's fighting words.
0: Them's fighting words. Now, we both went to detention, and the you know teachers intervened, and, and you know, this, that, and the other thing happened. Uh, so, yes, indeed, them's fighting words is a real thing. It does exist. 603 283 Six one six zero. What
1: else exists?
0: Is David Olson assaulting the Free Talk Live audience whenever he calls in? Give us a call. Let it's us a know. bigger snatch. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up, including a huge snatch. For it, wait for it, and we're back. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. We're a call-in radio program seven nights a week, seven p.m. until ten p.m. Eastern time. That's when the phones are live and open. Also, too, I need to uh, I need to put up the Jerome signal. Jerome, this is your signal. It's just a big D uh, for Democrat. In the in the midst of uh, David from New Mexico's call, uh, when I went to hang up on him, I I hit the wrong button, and so I accidentally hung up on Jerome. So if you're out there, Jerome, this is the signal. It's a it's a big J in the sky with a little you know spotlight circle around it, and Commissioner Gordon will be showing up at your house in any moment. So if you want to call back, do so. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Doctor Captain Kickass, joining me tonight. Kahuna. Oops. 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 Hang on. Hang on. The, the new guy's got to get muted. Just like try it. that again. All right, there Big, we go. Practical joke. Big Kahuna
1: and Richie Rich. Right.
0: <laughs> Speaking of missing pre- pressing buttons, uh, it's been a rough night for button pushers. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, maybe maybe somebody should
1: train me on how to run this radio program properly. Jer- Jerome's going to say it was purposefully done cuz you're a Republican Democrat Biden hater. <laughs> I know you hung up on me on purpose, Cap. You kind of can't even lie about that. You and Trump hanging up on me. Uh, I don't know. I, don't I went to the Trump rally, I, they wouldn't even let me yeah, in. I, I like Jerome.
0: He's you know, he's a good he's a good one. Uh <laughs> he's misguided, of course, but obviously you know, uh, as a person, yeah. He's, he's good to go. Uh, we were talking about uh, the anarchists. These this, anarchists. We've changed it. Anarchists. We're going to change it. Yes, because we're anarchists. We do that, right? Uh, and it is like a group of very particular anarchists. Who, a very
1: nam- narrow scope of anarchists within the uh, greater anarchy movement. And somebody in our chat says,
0: is Free Talk Live receiving any sponsorship money to promote the anarchist?" I have no idea. Well, first of all, it's the anarchists. But second of all, no, we're not. <laughs> okay. uh, I just happen to have followed the saga of Anarchapulco uh, in, in its heyday through its origin up until how it is today. There's a bunch of folks that I've met that I kind of either know people or know people who know the people who are on that show. And so, you know, through social media and that kind of a thing. So uh, I feel a bit of a kinship with these people. And they use part
1: Free Talk Live clips in like episode one.
0: And also episode three. Yeah. So, you know, Free Talk Live is in this thing. It makes sense for us to talk about it, particularly because anarchism is one of the philosophies that we talk about here on Free Talk Live on the regular. Some people call it voluntarism. Some people call it, you know, a, a variety of things. And some people say those are two different things. Yeah. And some people say, well, it's not libertarianism. It's and that's like, well, I mean, that's show me a
1: libertarian is a libertarian who doesn't cite. Oh, I don't know, Lysander Spooner, for example. So let me okay, let me take this one briefly because I got into it in June right before Pork Fest uh, at one of the meetups. Got into what? Conversation, oh. argument, interaction. I didn't know what it
0: was when I got gotcha. it. Okay, you know,
1: when we went to, I got into it <laughs> um, gotcha. with you know one of these meetups. It wasn't assault, was it? It was not. Okay, it was a friend. It was a friendly discussion <laughs> amongst people with opposing uh, viewpoints, right? And he was a libertarian, right? And he had this shirt that said like, "I'm that libertarian." Mm-hmm. So if you've seen that guy at Porkfest, that's who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm that libertarian, right? And he was, you know, he was making the claim that. You have to be a libertarian to get that shirt. You can't be like one of those anarchists and get that shirt you because break. you're not a libertarian. I go, okay, guess what? I'm the anarchist representing here. <laughs> and like, here's the fundamental difference. Now, I'm, as an aside, real quick plug, I do a podcast on Saturdays called The Anarchist Experience. <gasps> Is Free Talk Live receiving compensation <laughs> for you plugging your show? Whatever. I only bring that up to say this: the original concept of that podcast was supposed to be a call-in, right? Where the question that gets asked of the caller yeah. is, "What is your favorite government program and why?" Nice. Like that was the that was the original concept of why we started. It does it's not that anymore, so don't think you're gonna you know get that. Okay, but it's it's that was the original concept. And so when talking to like that libertarian, I said like the fundamental difference between an anarchist and a libertarian. Is the libertarian has that one favorite government program that they're just unwilling to let go of? Uh, for example, I'm thinking borders. That could be it. His mm-hmm. this this that mm-hmm. libertarian was public schools. Okay, right. like he could not envision a world right where the government didn't forcibly extract money from the population to fund education publicly. I went great, and we, we it was a table discussion. Someone else said national defense. Like, I can't imagine, you know, collective defense being outside of the scope of the government. I go, okay, right? Here we have the libertarians, Mm -hmm. right? And over here we have the anarchists where we have the creativity and the imagination or just the morality to say that even if you can't imagine it, right, it still shouldn't exist, right? There's going to be someone who could find a better way to do those things without coercively funding it, right? If you let that go then the other things have room to manifest. But if you don't let that go, well, then government dominates the military, government dominates the public school systems, right, and doesn't allow any other competing entities to flourish. right? And that's the separating line between, like, those anarchists and that libertarian. Well, and,
0: and there's a, a difference between, uh, like, they call them uppercase L libertarians and lowercase L libertarians libertarians right so the uppercase l being like i have joined the libertarian party i am going to you know either support candidate x for whatever office they're running for or i am going to become a candidate myself and you know run as a libertarian because i think that when i get in charge i'll be able to do whatever much better and you know more along the lines of freedom than anybody else who's ever held that office has done yep whereas lowercase l libertarians are like Yeah, um, I believe in the philosophies of liberty, uh, but I'm, you know, I didn't, I didn't join the party. You know, I might vote, I might not, depending on, you know, who's running and how I feel about them, that kind of a thing. But uh, mostly, for the most part, they're on board with the philosophies of freedom, and that is the non-aggression principle. And then there's voluntarists, right? Or voluntarists, if you want to be a dick about it. <laughs> um, and these people uh, really just believe that all human interactions should be
1: consensual. That's it. Yeah. Not that hard to figure Pretty out. Pretty simple. But what's... Compatible with the other philosophies, right? But if you believe that, you, can, you, you then cannot be a libertarian with a pet project, right? And voluntarism originally started... To uh, exclude itself from the scope of political activism, like you, you theoretically can't be a voluntarist and still participate in the political sphere.
0: Now, uh, I realize we have a caller on hold, and we'll we'll get to him in a bit. Uh, but I just want to say that a lot of folks have who are identify themselves as anarchists uh, do not use the word anarchist because. ...of the negative connotations that go with the word. Now, now, Molotov cocktails and so forth. Exactly. Yeah. And in a way I get that, but also, like, I don't like giving up the word just because somebody else has co-opted it. Because the word itself, you know, an meaning no, and archon meaning ruler, anarchon, anarchy, anarchists, no rulers, right? That doesn't mean no rules, Right. People confuse that all the time. It just means that there should not be one human being in charge of the rest of us. We are all capable people of making our own decisions that are in our own best interests. And in fact, there's nobody more capable of making decisions for you than you. You are the, you know know yourself the best, you know your preferences the best, you know your likes and your dislikes, your abilities, better than anyone else on planet Earth. There is no reason that you should not be making all these decisions for yourself.
1: Sort of, because you can consensually and contractually delegate those responsibilities out.
2: I don't need a slave master. I don't need somebody telling me what I can and can't do, what's okay, what's not okay. That's for me to, to decide. Right. You you have a brain,
0: right? It's like, a, it's like the word misinformation or disinformation. It's like all there is in the world is information and you have a brain and you're yeah. supposed to be able to see or hear a thing and go, hmm, do I agree or disagree? Do I like this or not like this? And, you know, make a decision based on the information that you've been
1: yeah.
2: given.
0: Unless uh,
1: that brain has been washed through yeah. decades in the public school system. Yeah. Both those
2: terms imply that there is some somebody or some entity that thinks they know what the truth is. That they know what the real information is, Correct. and that this information isn't information
0: suitable for right. you. That's right. That's the New Zealand Prime
1: Minister for whatever he
0: is. 603-283-6160 We'll talk more about these anarchists, we'll get to your calls and thoughts, and also we'll have time for a huge snatch. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. talk live and we're back yes it is free talk live it's free free to listen we do a lot of talking and well it's live it's also
1: free for them to talk
0: it's true uh, unless of course you still pay for long distance and you're dialing from outside the 603 area code. Who does that? There are, believe it or not, there are landlines that exist that have old plans that will charge them long distance. Okay. They do exist.
1: I feel based on the call quality that Robert in South Carolina is probably on a POTS phone. Hmm.
2: Could be calling from a payphone. <laughs> Who the heck still <laughs> uses a payphone?
0: <laughs> Uh, The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Coming up tonight, we still will talk about a huge snatch. A huge snatch. Why'd you say it twice? I didn't. All right. Anyway, uh, in the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Big Kahuna, And Richie Rich. Uh, Let's go right away to your calls and thoughts. Uh, We've got Rob calling in from Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: So, you weren't on the show last night, were you, Captain? I was. You were there? I, I didn't see you. He was
1: last hiding behind night? camera four.
7: <laughs> oh, okay,
0: maybe that's what it was.
7: Yeah. You know, I, I was been listening to Free Talk Live for a long, long time.
0: Yes, you have. And
7: every every once in a while, you'll get you know, certain people that call in that they don't not teaching anything they're telling you what to believe you know sort of like when what was his name there james wittekind would call in. and it got to the point to where
1: he He, he should not be named
7: threatening people
0: yeah yeah you know he definitely was threatening people he threatened the lives of almost every host on this show Uh, and
1: ironically the fbi did nothing
0: yeah. Uh, also threatened the lives of the offspring of some of the hosts of this show as well, so yeah, and of course yeah, the FBI did yeah. nothing, you know if it was Howard Stern and a caller called in and said, I am going to take the life of you," blah 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 blah, threaten his children or whatever, the FBI would be all over that, but, but because you sell it's, a little you know, bit of Bitcoin and the Bearcats come to your door yeah, but because it's, you know, some, some voluntarists here in New Hampshire nothing occurs
7: no, but uh no, I mean, it, 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 like, like I said, he just when he talks about different things, he, he, he doesn't. He's not calling in to teach anything. He's just telling people what to believe. Who is David when he calls in?
0: Oh, David from New Mexico. Yeah, I see. Comparing yeah, him to James Wittekind. I see. Oh, yeah, you're comparing yeah. him to... I see. So, uh, well, James Wittekind did call in. He had his own agenda, and that was... I, I don't really know what it was, to tell you the truth, because he just seemed like he was a little off of his rocker. Whereas David in New Mexico seems on his rocker. Uh, it's just that uh, he... Mm, I don't know. Man. Uh, 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 some of our listeners have made it clear that they feel alienated by his calls um you know it's free talk live we're taking the calls so it's always up to the person in the chair as to whether or not they're gonna take the call so it is an individual
1: decision it's not a collective decision we platform those calls because it's part of you know the ideals of free talk live that being said david in new mexico is repetitive in his calls right like if you listen to more than if you listen to a few nights in a row that he calls in back to back there's no new information provided And Free Talk Live is one of the few outlets left for him that will accept his calls, and it's the only way for him to spread that message. He's on his rocker, but it's the same
2: rocker, and it's the same rocking motion every night almost. And he's in a Speedo when he's on it. Yeah, (laughs) right. But he can wear it. He can rock that speedo. Anything else, Rob?
7: Yeah, kind of reminds me of the David over in New
1: York. Oh,
0: Hudson Valley guy. Oh, Poughkeepsie, right. David Poughkeepsie. That guy, at least that Uh, guy was entertaining. Yeah. Right? That guy, I mean, a a little more off of his rocker, but yeah, that guy was entertaining. I don't know if I've actually said this on air, but I used to think that that guy was like somebody from the crew. When I was just a listener to Free Talk Live back when I lived in Seattle, uh, I used to think that that guy was created by somebody who was friends of the show and were like, Oh man, there's no calls tonight. Okay, I'm gonna make up a guy. Right? I thought it was somebody like in the basement or in another room or you know off. Somewhere and they went else. a whole
1: another level to create the YouTube channels to behind it and everything.
0: I did well, so it was ironically it was the YouTube channel. When I went and and found his actual YouTube videos, and I'm like, this guy's real. Yeah, they didn't make that up. This is Fair legit. So, yeah. Hey, Rob, thanks for the call. And we he appreciate probably
1: it. Votes. He probably does vote. <laughs> That's true. There's your average voter right there. I don't
0: know how long you've been listening, but uh, Dave Poo- from Poughkeepsie was uh, a character of Potsy-like yeah, proportions. That was
1: before my time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he was on, but it was definitely the spectrum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving right along, let's go to, we've got Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: Yeah. I, I don't think I recollect the cat of whence you speak there on that one either. But I got I'm gonna go for the trifectas here, boys. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, right quick on uh, David, Captain. You brought up an incident where you defended another little weenie kid from a schoolyard bully. Sure. I remember one time when I was like about six, eight years old. There was a kid about I don't know three, four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And it was winter, and he snatched the hat off my head, and was just holding up there teasing at me. Right. So I was it a big right
1: snatch? Three, four, Huh? Was it a big snatch? Or a little he, snatch when he snatched he, the, the hat off your head?
7: Well, I, I was not upside down, so I suppose it was a little snatch.
1: Okay. All right. So not the yes. same snatch that's coming up later.
7: No, no, not okay. that snatch.
1: Nothing wrong with a little snatch. I prefer little okay, snatch.
7: Droll yourself. Captain, you got me all carried <laughs> away on booty one time. I Don't keep go <laughs> doing that again.
2: Uh, that wasn't me, actually.
0: It was Richie Rich and the Big Kahuna, but still. Anyway, anyway uh, something uh, about snatch the uh, hat off your head.
7: He just snatched the hat off my head, and he held it up, and he was teasing me, right? And I couldn't jump quite high enough to get it, but I, on about the third or fourth jump, I decided, well, I could reach his head, and my little tiny fist fit right inside his eye socket. Nice, nice. And he went to Sunday dinner, and had to explain to his grandparents and his aunts and uncles and all that how this little kid down the road died in his eye because he was tormenting him.
0: All right. So, so uh, well, that's number I one. What's What's number two?
7: To recollect.
0: All right, what's number two?
7: Dude, number dude. two is I had a drone visit me last night, dude. About 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm about 20, uh, 20 miles from a military base. Okay. okay. Biggest biggest damn airfield up in I think the one of the three biggest in the country. Okay. Up here in northern Michigan, and uh, so yeah, I'm out there on the porch about 1 o'clock, taking a leak, and you know it's dark. I'm out in the country. I got a large perimeter of pines surrounding my whole property. I got a hundred yard front yard. Okay. Right. So, uh, I'm just standing there doing my normal, and I see this star that just kind of drifting.
0: Did it have lights on it?
7: No, it had one. Okay. It didn't have no green or no red. It just had one little tiny white light. Okay. And so I started watching it. That damn thing creeped right up the middle of my front yard and hovered. And I'm telling you what, dude, if I wasn't a felon, I'd have pulled out a double barrel and whacked that damn bird.
1: I was going to say, you're probably on camera now take, doing your business, and you're going to get a ticket in the mail for indecent exposure. Yeah, maybe. What was, uh, what hey, was...
7: I, I, know, I know a dude years ago that got uh, condemned as a pedophile for pissing on a dumpster behind the bar. All
0: right, what was number three, Major?
7: All right, number three is the monkeys. Stealing their babies.
0: Wait, wait. You mean like uh Mickey Dolan's and uh you know, hey, hey, hey the monkeys, the monkeys.
7: I, ain't about, I ain't talking about putting up no bat light in the yard to find me neither. But uh commissioner. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, um um, um Wait, oh.
0: something about something oh, about please. Japanese monkeys kidnapping children? What?
7: Oh, I just gotta give you a quickie from the past. No,
0: you no, know, this, this is the third one. It's right. either this or nothing.
7: All right. Yeah, the monkeys are stealing the, uh, the babies in Japan. These are a uh, relative subspecies of baboons. And it's Mark Edge's favorite
1: artist, monkey, uh, macaque.
7: It's reserve where these things exist, and the Japanese let them. They have a big son of hot water.
1: Don't tell can say that on the radio. <laughs> All
0: right, well, hey, uh, thanks for the call, Major. We appreciate it. Uh, we did have Richie Rich look this up to confirm. Apparently there are... Monkeys are going ape. The the macaque monkeys in Japan. <laughs> and elsewhere. And elsewhere. Kidnapping babies. Possibly even, what, tossing them off rooftops or yes. something? Yes. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Free Talk Live. You can call and join in the conversation. The telephone number you need to jot down with a crayon on your fridge is 603-283-6160. Again, you can engrave this on your tombstone, 603-283-6160. And that way, you know, if you if and when you pass on, uh, when folks visit your site and uh, you know to remember you, they can also remember our phone number. Be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in the studio, it's myself, the captain. Big Kahuna. And Rich Rich. Do you want liberty in your lifetime? I know I do. It's one of the reasons I came to New Hampshire, because there's a whole bunch of people gathering here trying to achieve that very goal. Later this year, though, Mark Edge of Free Talk Live is speaking at Free Cities Foundation's annual conference, Liberty in Our Lifetime. It's being held in the beautiful city of Prague, October 21st through 23rd, and showcases autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up all over the world, offering opportunities for people to live freer lives. The conference theme is Parallel Structures for Progress. And they'll explore physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance that offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in their future. Uh, Free Talk Live listeners get a special 20% discount on tickets, which can be claimed when checking out on their Eventbrite site using the promotion code FTL20, as in Free Talk live two zero ftl 2-0, FTL20. To find out more, visit LifetimeLiberty.com. And follow the conference on Twitter at the handle at Liberty IOL. Make sure you get your tickets soon and take advantage of the early bird discount. If you want to buy your tickets in Bitcoin, you can just drop them a Twitter direct message for instructions on how to do that. Again, Liberty, I'm sorry, LifetimeLiberty.com. LifetimeLiberty.com, the code FTL20 gets you 20% off. All right uh we haven't finished talking about these anarchists and and we'll get to that and also coming up we're going to talk about possibly one of the largest snatches in all of history that's a pretty big snatch that's what she said oh wait no he said wait he said. no mm, we'll, well we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later but we have calls on hold so let's start with uh gg gg on free talk live
8: Good evening, everybody. Um, Before I go into my current event spiel, I would like to compliment Big Kahuna, Richie Rich, who I adore, and the captain, who I have a secret crush on, Nikki and Ian. All of you are always well-mannered, courteous. You listen to all of us who call. It reinforces your hardcore beliefs which only benefits us callers in free speech. I'd like to say thank you to all of you for that.
4: i well, have uh, to
1: say, thank take you that, much. Peakless Mountaineer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's making it a competition, <laughs> yes, indeed.
8: Uh, thank yes. you for the, for the
0: kind words, Gigi. We oh, appreciate yes, you. What's on your mind? Very
1: important. Very
8: important. Um, with all of these serious, horrendous floods occurring in eastern Kentucky specifically, Knowing how you gentlemen have expressed your feelings about governmental entities, Mm -hmm. state, local, federal, or a combination thereof, how does the panel feel about state, local, and federal governmental assistance for people, buildings, property, and the general geography of where the horrendous floods are occurring
0: Well, uh, I can say, and I'll just start here, uh, I can say that every time I have seen government attempt to sort of come to the rescue of any sort of a natural disaster, uh, they screw it up mightily uh you know they say oh yeah we're going to allocate all these funds and maybe they allocate some of it but uh generally it's... siphon
1: off the top first.
0: yeah they they take a huge cut for themselves uh, the government that is or what they claim to deliver they don't deliver uh they they don't have really an incentive to do it right what i have seen though when it comes to things like natural disaster is charity organizations, non-government organizations, who generally or, corporations. Speak and, or even corporations mm-hmm. who generally speak and go, hey, we're going to do a thing, and then they actually do that thing that they say they're going to and do. And the government steps in and tries to
8: stop them on occasion. Yeah, remember what happened to Mayor Chuck Nagel of New Orleans mm-hmm. after, Katrina? after the hurricane? Uh, he's now in federal prison because of his shenanigans with Federal assistance.
2: Because, I mean, that's that's uh, you know that's the epitome of what happens. It's inefficient and invari- Inver- invariably it involves corruption and power. Whenever there's money involved, oh yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's it's really not that amazing because it happens all the time and it's happened since the beginning of time. Um,
8: I do hope that the people of Eastern Kentucky will benefit. They need it.
4: Now,
1: all that being said, like I agree with you, government shouldn't be involved, right? It's they they make it worse. Um I'm not going to begrudge anybody in that situation from taking any assistance that they're Oh, really for sure. Them. Absolutely. That's Absolutely.
8: For sure. For sure. Thank you very much.
0: Hey, thanks for the call, Gigi. We appreciate you. Uh moving right along, let's go to we've got Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
9: Um, can you hear me now? Uh
0: yes, I can hear you. What's on your
9: mind? Okay, yes, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm glad that here in Albuquerque we're having, you know, trying to build a more walkable community. So there's plans to have a, a walk way along the train tracks. So there's spaces along the train tracks, and uh, they want to make a, like a walking path so people could follow the train tracks.
1: That'll end well. What
2: could possibly go wrong?
9: Well, I hope, I mean, a lot of people have uh, killed themselves throwing themselves on the train tracks before. So I'm assuming they're supposed to have it, make it safe so that they have fencing so that you could walk along the train tracks where the rail runner's going and it goes to the old town, the tourist attraction. If you're going to walk along
1: the train track, why not just catch a train? on that out
9: there. Well, the whole thing about is the walkability for oh. tourists. People want to be able to go to the Old Town and then go to the Sawmill District. That's the way they got the, it's a tourist. Um, they got food court, they got shops, um, mm-hmm. and they have hotels. So they're trying to like connect those places. I'm,
0: I'm, guessing, c- I'm guessing the government is involved in this, right? It's not just the people, the businesses of this food court area or, or of these attractions getting together going, hey, let's all pool our money together and build a sidewalk so that more people can access our businesses. I'm guessing the government's involved. Am I right? Well,
9: right, It's a city project. It's
0: going oh, to si- take state funding. Emphasis on take. That's how states fund things. They take money from other people and then give it to people. Uh, But first, they take a hefty chunk off the top for themselves. Grand opening spring 2040. Sarah, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 is the phone number here at Free Talk Live. Coming up, we'll talk more about these anarchists and something about a big snatch.
1: The biggest of snatches.
0: This is Free Talk Live. we're back and we are back it is true you tell no fib no lie no falsehood no wait what's another word for only the truth untruth yes thank you no untruth no misinformation no or disinformation right the telephone number here at free talk live is 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join in the conversation tonight in the studio it's myself the reverend captain Kickass, joining me big kahuna And Rich Rich. All right. uh, So we kind of half started talking about this, what I'm calling a hit piece by Vice on the HBO television show, The Anarchist, which, by the way, uh, airs tonight at 10 p.m. on HBO Max. Uh, so you know, I won't be watching it at 10 p.m. because I'll so still be get here. Your
1: torrents tomorrow morning, doing
0: <laughs> doing the uh, the post show wrap up and stuff like that. But uh, I will be joining some folks here in Keene uh, in watching that tomorrow and keeping up with that. Um so the article continues here or begins i guess anarchists carrying the torch of the longstanding political tradition are cringing at the series portrayal of anarchism being compatible with capitalism so for those of you who don't know these anarchists in this television show uh are not necessarily supporters of what you commonly refer to as capitalism they are free market anarchists and it's just the term anarcho-capitalist is trendy. Like, real capitalism, right, like real anarchism, uh, means no government involvement whatsoever, period, none. Zip, zero, zilch, nil, none, nada. And so none of us have ever experienced this unless you've, I don't know, bought something at like a rummage sale, <laughs> you know? So in a,
1: in a perfect world, you wouldn't need the hyphen. Correct. Right? But we, we do not live in a perfect world, which is why I'm also okay with the hyphen for anarcho capitalist.
0: Yeah. And I'm all about sort of taking the word back, right? They co-opted the word anarchism, and I'm like, no 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 no.
1: I got you. No but no 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 no. In no. common parlance, though, if you use the word capitalism, right, there is there is an inherent uh inference of state involvement, right? And then and then we get into the debate, well, that's not real capitalism, that's cronyism. Right. I want to use this other term, right? Cronyism. And then you know and then then you devolve the discussion once again into like definition of terms and just avoid that. So, you know, anarcho-capitalism, like whatever your vision of capitalism currently is, right? Like free market capitalism or cronyism, right? And you just go like, you take the state out of that. Yes. So free trade without the government interfering. Right. And there's your like concise anarcho-capitalist definition. The series is ultimately a character-driven drama about murder and interpersonal
0: conflicts, not a political documentary focused on ideology. But uncritically, using the term anarchist to describe capitalists mystifies, and they say, actual anarchists uh, for the average viewer, they say. Quote, the conception of anarchism is just completely and totally divorced from the 175-year-plus political history of the anarchist movement. Cam Pedrag, an anarchist who organizes with the Black Rose Anarchist Federation in the Bay Area, also known as anarcho-communists. Anarcho- yeah. <laughs> Uh, an anarchist socialist organization. He told Motherboard, anarchism is a cooperative political doctrine critical of both the state and capitalism, and the filmmaker Todd Schramke makes no attempt at addressing that at all. Actually, actually, we're halfway that's, through. That's not true. As, oh, okay. as I alluded to, they showed you know the footage of you know some people dressed in all black, chucking the Molotov cocktails, and then they go, not these anarchists, these other anarchists. So they they did make an attempt. If that's not an attempt, I don't know what is. You got your fair time. The series follows the growth and conflict within the annual Anarchapulco Conference in Acapulco, Mexico, founded by entrepreneur and long-winded YouTuber Jeff Berwick in 2015. Anarchapulco caters to middle to upper class, mostly white American expats who promote... That's not true as well. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know. I've never been there. But the footage I've seen seemed pretty diverse to me. Uh, of all of the Anarchapulcos, of the guests that they've had, you know, they've, I think, gone out of their way to make sure that they're not only
1: the speakers, but their audience is diverse. Uh, Well, you can't really control the audience, right? Those people just buy the tickets, but you can can make a conscience effort to control the speakers' diversity. Yeah. So, at any rate... uh,
0: Anarchapulco caters to... Yeah, we said that. Uh, Oh, and these expats promote free market libertarian capitalism, which I've just... We've all explained here. As theorized by far-right thinkers (laughs) like Ayn Rand
1: and Murray Rothbard. (laughs) Yes, far-right. Ayn Rand was a statist. (laughs) Needed the government for, guess what? National defense.
0: In their view, governments should be abolished and everything should be privatized. Yes. Police officers would be replaced by private security forces. Yes. Maybe. You don't
1: know. And public schools would become for-profit charter schools. Possibly. That is well, that is one interpretation of yeah. what one possibility yeah. could be. What,
0: what they would become, however, is completely voluntary. Yeah. That means that, oh, if you don't have any kids, you don't have to pay. Unless you want to. You can always don- donate. You can always donate but you know there's no force involved exactly which is and i'm just really not going to give this author much more time other than uh this last bit the anarchist filmmaker todd schramke is friendly with berwick and has said in the past that he's influenced by public figures like stefan molyneux a white supremacist infamous for amplifying disproven theories of eugenics and scientific racism
1: is that true Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of went off the rails a little bit and started down yeah. that path. Post-cancer, right? Right. Yeah. So I stopped listening to Molyneux around that time because I didn't want to hear that side of him. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure that's accurate, And but I haven't heard any of that. In addition to more traditional libertarian capitalist, Berwick's Anarchapulco has
0: more recently become home for cryptocurrency and Web3 enthusiasts who are hawking digital assets like NFTs and even trying to uh, monetize colors, whatever that means. So... Uh, yes, it's true. Uh, why would why would people who call themselves anarchists be involved in cryptocurrency? Well, let's see. It's voluntary. Uh, it is not controlled by any state, uh, any government. Decentralized,
1: no hierarchy. Decentralized. So even those other anarchists
0: should appreciate that. Uh, and uh, absolutely, they should. It is the first, and I don't care what flavor of anarchist you call yourself. It is the first. Anarchist infrastructure that I'm aware of. Okay. Right? It, it's a currency. It is a database. It's a verification tool. It's like the uses for Bitcoin, the blockchain, all that kind of th- thing that, that cryptocurrency is based on. Uh, is I mean, we've only touched the tip of the iceberg of what it can do. But because it belongs to no organization, to no individual, states have no influence over its creation and adoption. It's all about, is it useful? Does it have value? And do you voluntarily decide to transact in it? States try to ban it, though.
1: I don't know. Sounds perfect. Sign me up. Some states try to ban it. Other states make it. their like national currency. So, like, what are you going to do? It's completely uncritical. And
0: they're talking about the show again. It's completely uncritical in the way that I haven't ever seen Jen Rogue, another anarchist who organizes with Black Rose in Texas, Told motherboard of the series. Usually, when you see people do documentaries on things that a filmmaker is sympathetic towards, there's usually some vague attempted balance or
1: kind of deeper thinking. It's just so shallow and propagandistic. Okay, I that might be true, and I'm probably okay with that because where that is true, it's propagandizing the other side of anarchy. Yeah. Right. Like anarchy has this stigma: the Molotovs, the black blocks, the dudes in all black. Yep. Right, and that's the stigma. And this is the counterpoint. Yes. Right? Point, and then this documentary is the counterpoint to that.
0: Well, and I don't, I've watched plenty of these, like, HBO-style documentaries, and they're always character-driven. You have to tell a story about the people. You have to show that these people are human and show that, you know, they're all fallible. They all make mistakes. They all do, you know, say, I do stupid things all of the time. And so, like, that's what humans do. Oh, you're human. And so that's all they're doing is telling a story about some humans that happen to call themselves anarchists. 603-283-6160. Still to come, The Big Snap. back. Yes, we are back. I'm back. You're back. He's back. You're back. We're all back.
1: Back to life.
0: Back to reality. Back in black. Hit the (laughs) sack. Back to the future.
1: Snatch the (laughs) sack.
0: We'll talk about snatch coming up. A huge one, too. Possibly one of the largest in, in all of history. Possibly.
1: The largest tease and letdown in Free Talk Live.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's also possible. (laughs) Many things are possible on Free Talk Live. If you want to call in and weigh in on anything we've ever talked about, really, you can call 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Big Kahuna. And Richie Rich. All right, so let's talk about the snatch.
1: Is it time? It's time. I think oh it's time.
0: Goodness. We've been teasing, we've been talking about the snatch this whole program, uh, every intro, every outro, talking about you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about the snatch, how big the snatch is. It's a pretty big snatch, so I've heard this from the Los Angeles Times reputable news source. Mystery Shroud's colossal Brinks heist at I-5 truck stop. Who stole millions in gems and gold? The monkeys.
1: (laughs) It's not the Japanese monkeys. Uh Oh. That would have been the story. That would have been a good story, yeah. Japanese monkeys rob armored truck in the middle of Hollywood.
0: (laughs) This is written by Richard Winton. That sounds all very hoity and snooty, doesn't it? Richard Winton. Winton. Quinton, yes. When experts recall the most notorious jewelry heist in modern history, they talk about tunneling into Hatton Garden in uh, London or the Antwerp-Belgium break-in that took months of planning. Then there's the case of the heist earlier this month at the Flying J truck stop along I-5 in the Grapevine. Uh, If you aren't familiar with the Flying J truck stop, it has nothing to do with rolling a joint.
1: I just want you to know that. But I'm sure that happens there.
0: I I mean, I can't say I've never done that activity at one of their locations. (laughs) I can't say that. Can neither confirm nor deny. Confirm nor deny. No, I cannot. Uh, In the early hours of July 11th, two armed guards left their Brinks Big Rig, giving a gang of thieves a 27-minute window to make the huge snatch. Its total value still a mystery.
1: Estimates range from ten million to one hundred million dollars. Can I already say I'm I want to go out on a limb and say it was an inside job.
0: The big snatch was an inside job?
1: I mean Maybe it's just my naivety. You think the two, Brinks, too many movies. Uh,
0: the two Brinks drivers were like, uh, "Oh, this is the part where we leave the truck all with a hundred
1: million dollars in diamonds. <laughs> we're just we're gonna turn our back for twenty seven minutes." Yeah, we just went to get a burger. We don't know what happened. Yeah, just we're just gonna leave the truck parked outside while we run in. No, no. The, that was set up,
0: man. <laughs> the team of burglars bypassed the truck's locking mechanism and used, they had a key. and used the storage containers to haul away precious gems, gold, and other valuables from a Brinks tractor trailer, say multiple law enforcement sources not authorized to discuss the crime. If they're not authorized to discuss the crime, why are they saying anything at all? <laughs> Bastards. How much the thieves netted during the 2 a.m. snatch is hotly debated. Brink said it was less than $10 million based on the insurance, a federal law enforcement source, and some associated with the international gem and jewelry show, World, said the total appears to be closer to
1: $100 million. That's also what I would tell the insurance company. <laughs> no, $10 million. No, Steve, we had like 10 times as much of that in there, right? Oh, def- like, definitely. It's a, closer to $100 Yeah, Steve says $100 million. $100 million.
0: Some disagreement with how large the snatch is. We're talking multi-millions here. It's a huge amount of money, said Los Angeles County Sheriff Major Crimes Bureau Sergeant Michael Mileski, a veteran of investigating armored car and bank capers. Mileski said the $10 million is a base and it is expected to escalate. The question is how the thieves got into the truck and whether they knew in advance about the valuables inside. Given the less than half hour window, he said we believe several thieves had to be involved. Yes.
1: You think? That much that much money, that big of a window, and the door happens to be unlocked. What bypass the lock? You, on an armored truck? You just buy Oh yeah, the thieves just bypassed the lock. Dear, I don't think so.
0: Dear Sergeant Molesky, what tipped you off Einstein? What was your first clue? <laughs> he was also in on it. The question is how f- how the thieves got into the truck and whether they knew in advance about the valuables inside. Blah, blah, blah. We already talked about that. Uh, the crime didn't match the usual definition of a heist because it did not involve a robbery so much as a stealth burglary.
1: So, like,
0: it wasn't like armed robbery. It was, you know,
1: more it's, of a burglary. It's like a movie scene where they're, like, they're sitting in the diner. And they go tie a rope to the axle around the armored truck. <laughs> when they and as make it drives off, the wheels just fall. I'm like, ah, oh, uh, hijinks.
0: <laughs> when they make a movie about this huge snatch, who do you think will play? You know the characters. Who'll be the Brinks drivers? Will they just be some no name nobodies that like you know.
1: Jason Statham <laughs> and The yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> they're already partnered. No, oh, I was going to say right, Brad, okay. Brad Pitt, Jason Statham. Oh, there you go. All right.
0: Maybe we'll pull old guys out of the right, like uh okay. uh Stallone. Right? You know, an elderly Brinks driver,
1: right? <laughs> I just left the truck for like twenty-seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's Stallone, right?
1: <laughs>
0: the gang of thieves was able to quickly bypass the truck's trailer locking mechanism, enter its vast back and unload a series of storage containers filled with jewelry, diamonds, and other precious gems, and a plethora of Rolexes and other designer watches, Molesky said. The investigator said he wouldn't describe the locking mechanism,
1: but acknowledged it would not be exceedingly difficult to crack. Yes, it would. It's a Brinks truck with $100 million of jewelry in there. It's not a master lock on a high school locker. They're not listening to it click as they're turning the dial outward signs
0: of the riches inside, not not you, Richie, uh, <laughs> outward signs of the riches inside were not obvious. But Molesky said the guards driving such trucks are openly carrying firearms, and that could alert someone watching trucks. Okay.
2: Like, uh, <laughs> duh. Yeah. Like, I just assume all Brinks security I mean, are armed, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't look at it and say, I wonder if there's anything in that,
1: that yeah. truck. You see, you see a Brinks truck. It's either got the money or it's going to get the money, right? That's that's the only reason those things exist. (laughs) <laughs> I am surprised.
0: I mean, Brinks is a relatively reputable company. Been around a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they do. They got all. They got their hands in all sorts of piles, right? Like, in the absence of government, I figure a company like Brinks would be, you know, they already provide home security. So it would be a natural, you know, uh, market for them to expand and to just provide security services at a, you know, sort of a subscription rate for whatever it is that you need uh, that, of course, government won't allow them to compete in. Uh, At any rate, Arnold Duke, president of the International Gem and Jewelry Show, whose exhibitors displayed the items in San Mateo, were moving them to Pasadena and said the truck contained many 70 to 100-pound plastic containers filled with jewelry, gems, and watches. We are looking at more than $100 million in documented losses, he said. This was an absolutely huge crime, one of the largest jewelry heists ever. We are talking gold, diamonds, rubies, emeralds, and loads of luxury watches.
1: They're definitely going to make a movie out of it at some point. I, naturally. Like heat and snatch combined. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, right. that sounds a interesting. A heated, heated snatch? A
0: heated snatch.
1: <laughs> Got to warm up the hot dog somehow. <laughs> Got to warm them up.
0: There were 15 exhibitors, each with $5 million to $10 million in merchandise, he added, you do the math. I was told there would be no math on Sunday's edition of Free Talk
1: Live. You know, every time you say that, it's right after you've done math on Free Talk Live. I don't, or the, I don't do math, do you? Or, or that someone else needs to oh, do math. the math. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want other people to do the math for themselves. I get it, but at this point, you just assume that math's going to happen on Free Talk Live. I, I didn't even do the math. Okay. I, all I did was read. <laughs> all right. There were 15 exhibitors each with $5 million
0: to $10 million in merchandise, he added, and then okay, I said, okay. you two, do the math. Two carried the one. These are small businesses with their entire wealth vested in that truck. It has destroyed them financially, and it affected their health in some cases. Yeah, Can you imagine the guy responsible for, you know, these jewels? You know, like, <gasps> he's having a heart attack. He's like, I can't believe it's all gone. Oi, so- vey. <laughs> Duke said he was told the thieves did not manage to get all the valuables off the truck. Duke declined to discuss the security measures at the shows, but said everyone entering is photographed. Typically, merchandise is transported in a big rig with a bulletproof cab equipped with satellite tracking and elaborate camera systems. Armed guards with the exact route kept a secret, he added. And there's a malfunction on the
1: body cam right when they went to go rob the thing.
0: 603-283-6160. Do you think they will find the culprits of this huge snatch? More Free Talk Live is coming up.
7: Free
1: Talk
4: Live. And we're back.
0: It is Free Talk Live. The live call-in radio talk program that comes to you from the perspective of of peace, liberty, freedom, and prosperity. And also, you can call in and talk about whatever you want. The telephone number, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Captain. Big Kahuna. And Richie Rich. We've been talking about... The Big Snatch. That's right. Apparently, a uh, a tractor trailer. A Brinks tractor trailer. The security company. Brinks. Yeah, the, the, you know, armored yeah. car, you know, cameras, right. armor, safety. armed guards, right? Yeah. All sorts of tracking the and safety the features. dude with the
1: shotgun in the back to protect the money. All of that. Right. Apparently, the... He the, went out for a hot dog.
0: Apparently, the, the guys driving the truck just sort of left it for... <laughs> What they say is 27 minutes, and when they returned, they found up to possibly even more than $100 million of gems and gold and watches and diamonds and lions and tigers
1: and bears. Oh, my. Did they park it in, like, a bad neighborhood? Did it come back and it was, like, on jacks and everything, too? Oh, they got everything. They did park it at a Flying J (laughs) truck stop, which is
0: common for truckers, anyway, to, to visit. Uh, I don't know if Flying J would be considered a bad neighborhood since okay. it's a, a business. All right. Um,
1: but I don't know. Where's the neighborhood the Flying J was in? Going, uh. <laughs> well, who would
0: be the natural competitor to the Flying J truck stop? I'm try- I can't think of any other truck stops that like have a name or are like a franchise other than Flying J. I couldn't tell you. Uh, as pi- Pilot, one of them. Oh, maybe Pilot. I, think. I usually pronounce that pilo. <laughs> <laughs> like I pronounce Target, Tarjay. yeah yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll talk more about this story, but let's go to Ben calling from South Carolina. Ben, you're on free talk live.
6: Hey, Catherine. What's happening? Hey, man. Uh, I wanted to mention, man, as soon as I heard about this big snatch, uh, as a snatch, I'll just, I wanted to weigh in and, uh, tell you guys, I don't think we're looking at the whole story here. He
0: he wanted to weigh in. So how
6: heavy is the weigh into the big
1: snatch? Right
6: right and this isn't a stick up now it's totally different than a stick up this is a uh, you know uh, a snatch like this is messy business yeah mm. and i want to say that this goes probably much deeper than uh than anybody it anybody could be a, a a cavernous case guys. right it was probably two drivers with that one snatch and mm. uh You know, who knows what could happen?
0: Do you think that, like, the people responsible for this snatch, like, lubed up the drivers? Like, are they in on it?
6: Uh, You know what? I would hope so because if it's that easy to steal $100 million out of an armored truck, Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, I'm in the wrong business. have to be. Right. (laughs) I'm definitely, I'm I'm already in the wrong business.
1: Do you guys uh, want to? Sounds like a good one. You want to ask uh, Ben won't anything? Be in
6: a brink driver.
1: Yeah. No, he was funny. Yeah. All right. Hey, Ben, thanks for the call, man. Uh, Stuck with the theme.
0: <laughs> well Got played. His own jokes he really drove it in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to work the word moist in there, but like I just couldn't do it. So. On
1: a moist evening at the Flying J,
0: I know that uh, uh, the humidity was there. There's a, a certain percentage of. Of people on planet Earth who don't like the word moist for okay. some reason. And I don't know why. I, I don't understand it. I don't know why. If you know why, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. They must have a dry sense of humor. Yes. Yes. At any rate, uh, continuing on with the article about the, the big snatch, FBI agents and sheriffs major crimes investigators have scoured the Flying J truck stop. Off the I five for
1: clues. They talked to Bert and Phil, <laughs> Doug. They're like, no, nah, man, we were just passing through.
0: They even they even like got on got on the C B to the rubber duck. <laughs> Breaker one nine, we got ourselves a convoy. Anyway, they have interviewed potential witnesses and reviewed security videos for images of the vital half hour window where the security guards left the truck unguarded. You
1: know you're fired, right? <laughs> So Dave, what do you do? Well, I used to be in (laughs) security. That would happen. They stole had ten hundred million dollars out of my truck. Obviously, we aren't about to say what we have at this stage, the
0: sergeant said. Flying J's corporate parent has a web request page for its travel center security videos to help law enforcement and others gain access. Okay. All right. Cargo theft is a massive criminal enterprise across the LA region. Which we've seen actually, we talked a little bit about that here on Free Talk Live with the uh, the, the trains, the and, trains, yeah. yeah, and all that kind of thing. It's a Dominic Toretto and his three Honda Civics. Uh, the cargo theft is a massive criminal enterprise. Last year alone, CargoNet, a theft record firm, logged more than fifty-seven million dollars in cargo truck theft. California remains the top state for cargo snatches,
1: okay. they just said like all of whatever that was was fifty seven million, yeah. and this one alone is potentially a hundred million, yes, like this one takes the cake, yes, like that's it, all right. California remains the top state for cargo
0: snatches with a thirteen percent increase since twenty twenty that's I mean that's a huge increase in snatch, yeah, yeah. is.
2: You want to snatch? Go to California.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I just want to point out too. It's a leaning on crime They else. mentioned they mentioned this organization, CargoNet, a theft record firm. Now, a lot of folks would argue that you know government is necessary because somebody has to keep official records. No, they don't. Look, <laughs> I'm assuming they're not a government organization. It could be just a government contract, though. We don't know, but. Car-
1: I mean, it's possible for other organizations to keep freaking records. Yeah, you just need a dude with a pen and a an notepad. You got robbed? Okay, how much? Yep. All right. What Noted. Day? Yep, okay. That's a police report anyway. Yeah. You got robbed? Okay, taking note. Got a police report now. Noted. More likely, however, is thieves surreptitiously
0: tracked the truck from the gem show's last location in San Mateo. Vendors crated their riches July 10th. And put them on the truck destined for the next show at Pasadena Convention Center. And they just
1: knew that the two drivers were both going to go on break (laughs) at the same time. At the Flying J. At the Flying J for 27 minutes. Maybe Flying J stands for Flying Jewels. They're flying right out the back of that truck. All right. Just fell off the truck. See, that's... Okay. So they tailed. They were just waiting for the appropriate time. Like, if it wasn't a Flying J, it was just like the rest stop. for Like, oh, Bob, I got to go take a leak. And that they would have hit it then? Ah,
0: man. Maybe they did. You know how they have those little things that you can put on, like, your keychain? So With if you, the, like, lose your keys, you can go on Air your computer. Yeah.
1: yeah. okay. Maybe they did that. Maybe but, they just tagged sure. the truck like and, like, tractor. followed it around. Sure. But you, how long are you following it around for, though? It's going It's going from, like, one show to another. Yeah. Right? And presumably it's going to make it to that second show unmolested. Right? Like, truck stop or no truck stop, lunch, dinner, what have you. Right. Someone's going to be guarding the truck, and so, so you're not going to have that opportunity, yeah. presumably. Some people value an unmolested snatch. Yeah.
0: FBI officials say, obviously, they're examining everyone who knew about the move. The Flying J Travel Center is open 24 hours a day on Fraser Mountain Park Road and includes a Dunkin' Donuts Express, and a Wendy's with space for 47 trucks. Truck stop cargo thefts according to insurance industry underwriters are relatively common, but data on U.S. truck stop cargo thefts between 2012 and 2018 showed only one theft in Lebec. So, they performed this huge snatch
1: at a location which has only ever recorded one. Okay. So, you're saying that it's Plausible that people let their guard down. Like, oh, this is the big flying jay with the forty seven Wendy spots. And you know, no it's got, got huge security
0: here. and lots of cameras. you know everybody you'd be stupid to try and do a thing here, right?
1: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they did it for the prestige. Oh. Well then to Prestiggy. Let's find their TikTok channel then. Prestige? Prestige digitation. Yeah, that's the one. That's Thank Thank Let's say
0: Pull a rabbit out of my hat. <laughs> uh the Flying J Traveler, oh, we already said that. Brinks declined to comment beyond a statement saying last week a loss involving a Brinks vehicle occurred near Los Angeles. According to the information the customers provided to us before they shipped their items, the total value of the missing items is less than $10 million. <laughs> Of course. We are working with law enforcement. We will fully reimburse our customers for the value of the assets that were stolen in accordance with the terms of our contract.
1: Somewhere between a dollar and infinity.
0: More Free Talk Live coming up. we're back. No? Okay, only two of three. Oh, you're back too? Oh, I'm back. Okay, just checking. Yes. I thought maybe you got a little alfalfa kind of thing going on with the headphones. It's pretty, pretty sweet. Styling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For those of you who are wondering what I'm talking about, video.freetalklive.com.
1: If I turn my head to look at the camera, yeah. I can't see it anymore because I have to turn this way to view the camera. Yeah. It's That's confusing. Like we've had
0: people uh, either in the chat room or call in and be like, yeah, I saw the way you just looked at him. And like, like, no, I was looking over at like this empty area, but because of the way the, pos- the cameras are positioned, they think that you're looking at him or he's looking at you or you're looking at me or I'm looking at both or whatever it is. Give right? me
1: those come snatch me eyes. <laughs>
0: That's right. Uh, Speaking of video.freetalklive.com, our video archives have been over on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media-sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video-sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on all things covid The Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app over at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you to visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. That's video.freetalklive.com. I'm just looking over at you guys to confuse some of the people who are watching, and they're like, <laughs> why is he, what, what's he doing? What is he doing? Why is he doing that? He's like a crazy person. Uh, we've been talking about the huge snatch, apparently, a Brinks armored. Tractor trailer, like semi truck style, like all armored and like videoed yeah. and you know, all that kind of bulletproof cab with bulletproof glass and armed guards and all. Apparently, robbed of possibly more than a hundred million dollars worth of watches and jewels and diamonds and rubies and lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my,
1: yeah, and a lock less secure than your phone.
0: <laughs> apparently,
1: there's killers on the loose because they couldn't get through the biometrics, but Brinks, easy to bypass apparently
0: uh, this occurred relatively recently within the past uh I think week uh brinks declined to comment saying you know basically vagaries that uh,
1: there was a thing and you know we're looking into it it was only like 8 million dollars worth of stuff we're
0: we're working with the cops and uh yeah you know we'll uh you know do everything in accordance with the terms of the contract the brinks global services website lists the trade show locations On a link to trade shows, the show in San Mateo ran from July 8th through the 10th with the Pasadena show scheduled for July 15th through 17th. What the author appears to be alluding to is that perhaps it's a bad idea for Brink's website to list the locations of the gem
2: diamond gold jewelry trade shows
0: Mm -hmm. Where their trucks might be transporting stuff. And you know, they might
2: they might want to do something, you know, you know how they have multiple cars for like when the president goes somewhere. Sure. Entourage or yeah, whatever. So still, they ha- yeah. maybe I mean it would be more expensive, obviously, but they they could have like a decoy truck. You know, something like that to make it not as easy.
1: The yeah. trucks never stop moving. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't know which one has the jewels in it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the,
2: the, you see it in the in the movies where like the high
0: value military target. Right, and they've got, you know, two or three of the same vehicles so that if anybody's trying to target
1: the one, it's like, oh okay, they got the wrong one. You know, if if I saw a highly armored tractor trailer, like flanked by two blacked out (laughs) suburbans though, probably gonna pick that one out. (laughs) Although (laughs) not a lot of urban camouflage there.
0: Right, but perhaps Brinks could take a lesson here and employ uh, black suburbans. Okay. Just for that particular purpose, right? Mm. So like or
1: any ethnic suburbans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> richie rich you're hilarious
0: uh <laughs> i didn't mean to derail I, you that hard yeah you you just snorted a little bit i did yeah <laughs> All right. um that's that's really the end of the of the story of the big snatch i a hundred million
1: dollars more than a hundred million depends on who you ask we asked the insurance company i think less it's than less 10.
0: than 10 actually uh uh, Arnold Duke, the president of the International Gem and Jewelry Show, says we're looking at more than a hundred million dollars in documented
1: losses. Right. the The guys who own the jewels are yeah. saying over a hundred million. Right. Right. Brinks and the insurance company, are like now, bro, less than ten. <laughs> what if there was like nothing in the truck, and like the bins that you know whoever
0: these people like hauled away? It's just an insurance scam just, at that point. You know. And. Everything's still at the last place, right? Yeah. It's in like in the basement somewhere, <laughs> in the ceiling of the men's room. Oceans yeah. fourteen, <laughs> yep, the big California
1: snatch. Oceans three thousand eight hundred and seventy two. I will say this. Okay, so we you, you commented, you started with the comment about um, the the Brinks website having the information on where the trucks were going to be and where they were going. However, if you're casing the art show anyway or the gem show, I ended anyway. with that, but sure. Okay, yeah. well, it was, I mean, it was the start of this part of the, the yes. conversation. Okay, um, like that's going to be if you if you're casing it, that's going to be common knowledge anyway, right? Because you are already going to know where each show is in that general area. Like, oh, it's going from L.A. to Pasadena mm-hmm. because you you know that the gem shows in L.A. and if you follow that, you know that culture you know that the next show's coming up in Pasadena. Right. So the fact that Brinks had it on the website, I don't think is that big of a deal.
0: Do you think that, um, you know, do you think that there's some, I don't know, some hot air involved in, in this in any way, shape, or form? What do you mean by
1: hot air? Like, sh- yeah. I th- I already said, I think it's an inside job. i led with that. Uh, that's true. Uh, I was thinking more along the lines of, um, oh, I don't know,
0: flatulence, for example. Oh,
1: okay. Hmm.
0: You know, do you think? Uh, you think there's some gas going on here somewhere? Do you for, think? For, for 27 Probably. minutes,
1: they were just in the in the stall, wondering <laughs> what they're going to do with that big old snatch. I
0: I was trying to like artfully craft a segue into this into this next bit. Then you fartfully craft a segue. <laughs> That's a little more accurate. <laughs> Once again, clarifying our stance here, at Free Talk Live. Richie Rich is spot on. Not the anarchists, these anarchists. These and then, of anarchists. course, not artfully, but fartfully <laughs> crafting a segue. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about this article that Richie Rich, of course, brought in from the Green Lemon, which I've never even heard of. The Green Lemon. <laughs> no, it's not even a dot com. It's a dot M.E.
1: I've brought in a What's number of M.E. I don't know. Is that like Mexico. I brought or? in a number of Green Lemon sources because I found one article from them. And I went, wow, this is fantastic. Right, and then I added them to the list of sources oh, that I go to for tabloid stuff. So I have stuff. heard of them. You've definitely, we've definitely done green lemon stuff on this show.
0: Coming up, man who hasn't stopped farting since eating ham roll in 2017. Well, we'll find out what he did, and who he sued, and for how much. This is Free Talk Live. Yes, we are back, and we're fronts, and we're side, I don't know, are we even three-dimensional?
1: In a four-dimensional world.
0: Now here's Tom with the weather.
1: <laughs> it gonna rain!
0: <laughs> it is Free Talk Live, thank you for listening, thank you for tuning in to tonight's program. The telephone number, 603-283-6160, if you would like to join the conversation, again, 603 603- 283 6160. Before we go on, I have to say thank you to Ukraine, that's with an EU, Ukraine 79, who is a silver level amplifier. What does that mean? What is a silver level amplifier? What's an amplifier? What's, what are these levels? Well, if you head over to amps.freetalklive.com, you'll find out all about our amplifier program. Ukraine Silver donates $5 a month to the AMPS program. What happens to that money, you might ask? That's a great question. That money goes to getting this particular radio program onto more radio stations. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. So Ukraine 79 finds value in this program, enough value that they want to help us spread the message of liberty, of peace, of freedom and prosperity to more people in more ways. We're currently on somewhere close to 200 radio stations. We could be on more. We're on the Internet. We're on a couple of satellite stations. If you find value in this program, if you enjoy the cast of characters, the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, uh, please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Ukraine79. We appreciate you and your support.
1: It's like Free Talk Live Freedom War Bonds or Freedom Bonds. Contribute to the freedom effort. Well, we want
0: freedom from bondage, dude. Yeah. Unless, of course, it's voluntary bondage.
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, moving right along through no segue whatsoever. Man who hasn't stopped farting since eating ham roll in 2017, Sue Stahl, who
1: sold it to him for 200000 So, So, this, this article is new. Right, like this is this this uh, published July twenty third, twenty twenty two. Right, so the genesis event is like five years old. Or like he bought a ham sandwich. He's been five five years years flatulent. That's a lot of farting. That is wow. But like, how intermittent is it, and how much of that can actually be blamed on the thing that he ate on the five uh, on the ham sandwich five years ago? Um, right. I, I eat a can of chili, and I did like reups my supply for a little bit.
0: Well, I mean, this sort of renews the conversation about like methane-powered vehicles, for example. Sure, <laughs> you know, self-propulsion is now a you know a concept. Um, I know uh, I'm trying to remember where the story came from. I, I I had a story at some point. I don't know if I talked about it on the air, but it was somebody invented a way for your flatulence to power, like, a suit that you're wearing. So, like, if you're wearing this this thing, the, the methane or the gases in, in your flatulence would, like, charge your cell phone, for example. Okay. Right, because you're wearing this thing, and it's got a USB port, and, you know, you plug your phone into it or whatever. And somehow, I think it was the combination of the flatulence and the movement, like the kinetic energy that's okay. generated by hu- regular human movement would combine to be able to charge a cell phone. I'm not sure where that came from, but I remember it.
1: And then you get home, and your wife doesn't let you in until you take a shower. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, your phone's charged, so. Oh, yeah. B- yeah. Bonus points there. Yeah. <laughs> 46-year-old Tyrone Prades. Prades? Prades. Prades? How do you say that? P-R-A-D-E-S. I don't know. However you 46-year-old Tyrone has sued Frankfurt Christmas Market Limited over a food infection caused by salmonella. Yes, I pronounced the L in salmonella. That has seen him suffer for over five years. Prades of Chippenham. This is all, you know, out of Britain. Sure. Regular Britain. Not great Britain. Just regular. Regular.
1: Britain. Average Britain.
0: <laughs> Nominal Britain. <laughs> Wilt has stomach complications that have him farting after purchasing a ham roll when he visited the Birmingham Christmas market with his wife and kids. Now, uh, now, skip that part. Uh, blah blah blah. Oh, that's pretty short. Wait, there's got to be a Readmore somewhere. I'm missing the link. Captain OG Readmore. Yeah. Well, it's these tabloid sites that I was going you know, to yeah. make you do a thing before you can. Anyway, he complained of fever, vomiting, stomach cramps, and diarrhea from the roll he ate in December 2017. His lawyers informed the court that Prades has been bedridden for about five weeks and added it had cost him his reputation for embarrassing moments at public places and gatherings.
1: So five weeks recently, or five weeks after the Genesis event in December, like did he miss Christmas and New
0: Year's? Mm, I, I know it's not mm, say. yeah, it doesn't specify. Uh, Robert Parkin, one of the lawyers standing in for Friday's, told the court that months after the subsiding of the illness, he still experienced weird stomach noises in his GI—that's gastrointestinal system. The claimant continues to suffer from excessive flatulence which causes him a great deal of embarrassment. The symptoms are primarily fatigue and altered bowel function associated with churning within his abdomen and flatulence.
1: Maybe he just developed IBS or maybe had it all along. Yeah, maybe he's, yeah, a medical issue.
0: The claimant's stomach continues to make frequent churning noises to the extent his sleep can become disrupted, Mr. Robert narrated to the high court. They were all stoned, man, the high court. Woke himself up with a fart. (laughs) All rise,
1: man, (laughs) the high court. (laughs) You may be seated. (laughs) Someone go to the Flying J and grab some Wendy's. (laughs) Counsel,
0: approach the bench. The extent of the symptoms has been life-changing, the prosecuting lawyer also insisted. Other customers who visited the stall reportedly fell ill as well, but it wasn't verified that what Prades and the others suffered from was caused by salmonella. More so with the allegation claiming the flooring company boss had been infected with salmonella deemed debatable as no trace of salmonella was found amid an investigation. Philip Davey, the lawyer representing the Frankfurt Christmas Market, LTD, told the high court, the council environmental health officers only found a trace of E. coli on
1: a knife, but no salmonella was seen. So food poisoning happens fairly regularly, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't have to be in the news. Like, you know, this product recalls and whatnot, like, yep. oh, the salmonella or the E. coli right on your, on your romaine lettuce, Yep. um, but they they find that out because someone gets sick, right? Right, or like you know, like they trace it back because multiple people got sick. Yep, you know, and so they obviously there was something wrong with this particular ham at this particular place because multiple people got sick. You know, they all experienced him, whether it's the E. coli, the Salmonella, or whatever. But five years later to sue, that seems an excessive
0: period
2: of time,
0: right? Have like, you ever had uh, you know any kind of you know salmonella or food poisoning? Anything I like? have
2: actually. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was for the centennial of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah. I was in New York City and it was very hot, and I I made the mistake of getting like a tuna fish sandwich at a place. Okay, and didn't take long. Uh, New York City, mm-hmm. where Liberty is a statue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, that's just, yeah. just nasty. How
0: long did the effects last? A day, two? Uh,
2: I, I think it was. Le- it was less than a week. It was maybe a few days. If it was
0: less than five years ago, you should sue. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, Davey further pointed out that the allegation claiming Prades was suffering from salmonella must be verified because he didn't mention that he was suffering from the E. coli infection, the only bacteria seen on the knife. So far, the market has been closed and sanitized after the investigation by Public Health England. And the market's operator has denied the allegations laid by Prades. However, the case
1: will continue as a trial. So, when did they do this investigation? Like, how long was that market closed? Five years later, they found a trace of Equal Eye on the same night that we yeah, in I, 2017.
0: I, it's not, they don't do a very good job. It's of a tabloid it source, me. but it's But you will continue to follow this because, well, you're you. 603 283 6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. final segment of free talk live we're here seven nights a week from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. eastern time uh you might be listening to this program outside of those hours some of our affiliates uh and some places might play this show outside of those hours but if you want to call and interact with our amazing hosts and co-hosts and, and that type of a thing, please call between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, seven nights a week. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Captain. Big Kahuna.
1: And Rich Rich.
0: And without any further ado, let's go to Jack calling from Washington. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Yeah, the a question. Where did that big snatch happen? What state? California. Oh, okay.
0: Home of I, all I, the large snatches, I think.
10: They'll know. There's a bigger snatch, I think, uh, down in Arizona.
0: Oh. Ooh.
10: Hey, no, New Mexico. Okay. Uh, Ten or 11 years ago, uh, Jules Romero uh, took uh, nice. snatched uh, some children away, apparently. Nice. From, uh, I don't know, one of your callers. David. David, yeah, yeah. So I guess we guys brought up big snatch, and you know all the thievery of that armored truck. It's, it just remind me of of him and his situation. Was it know, uh, John him.
0: John J. Romero and yeah. and Monica yeah. Zamora and Monica Zamora and.
10: Uh, I wish he would listen. I'd actually like to get a little bit further into his head. You know, he repeats himself, but I kind of like want to know more about like where he's coming from.
1: Would that snatch really be worth more than a hundred million, though? I mean, it's just kids. How much child's, is a life worth? What's the earnings potential of that, really?
0: How much is a child's life worth? Is it worth more than $100 million in jewels and diamonds and lions and tigers and bears? Oh, my.
1: Oddly enough, economists were calculating that. For at you. The time.
0: I'm sorry, you both were talking. Uh, go ahead, Jack.
10: Oh, I just said it uh, depends on what country selling the children.
1: Oh, right. I don't
10: think that's not happening right here in this country.
1: Well, and what did you say, Richard? I said economists will calculate that for you. Economists will calculate that for us. It's because true. corporations will figure that out, right? Like, do we really want to recall this and fix the part on that pinto? Aren't nah, you, we'll just pay out. You're you're, you're kind of okay with numbers, aren't you, Big Kahuna?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm all right with
1: them, yeah. What do you think? Uh, value
2: of a human life versus the value of the big snatch we discussed here tonight. Oh, man, that's a loaded question. I know. Um, but, I mean, if you looked at it pure pure economics...
1: Probably the $100 million is worth more. Mm, yeah. It's Again, it's usually calculated by lifetime earnings potential. Yeah. I mean, And most people aren't going to make $100 million no, in a lifetime. No,
0: I, I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, are, are you worth $100 million? Yeah.
10: Uh, great show. I think that there was never anything in the truck, and it is an insurance scheme. There's at least a 2%, 5% chance that that's reality these days. So yeah. it'll be curious to follow up on the story.
0: Yeah. Anything else you wanted to add tonight?
10: Uh, David needs to relax, man. That's it. He yeah. He makes me, makes me all tense and stuff, man. Like seriously, I turn it down. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys let him talk.
0: Well, stuff. I mean, Richie, Rich made a point. I don't know if you said it on air or whatnot, but like we kind of, I'm a free speech advocate. And so, you know, I might not enjoy his particular, you know, repetitiveness and his topics and and all that kind of thing. I do genuinely feel for the man. He has been put through the ringer regarding his children and the state has definitely, uh, you know, done their share of screwing him over uh, in ways that most people can't even fathom. That being said, that doesn't make him like a super awesome dude. You know what I mean?
10: Imagine Thanksgiving dinner with him. Holy smokes.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I can only imagine David from New Mexico with a bunch of wild turkey down his gullet. <laughs> his
10: mom's even meaner. I mean, it'd just be a cage match. <laughs>
0: anyway, Anything else? All right. Have a good night. Thanks for the call, Jack. Any what, other thoughts?
1: Well, what I, what I did say off air was he's repetitive, number one. And you can so th- say that again. He's repetitive number one and so that doesn't make for for regular listeners of the show that doesn't make for good radio right because i listen to last night's show i listen to tonight's show i listen to tomorrow's show and he's going to say the same thing hmm. right that being said free talk live free speech platform within you know constraints and limits is like the last place that will platform him right and to get his message out to as wide an audience as he can Because he's burned the local bridges in New Mexico, right? Right, like they they have local shows where those people might be more inclined to be sympathetic towards his cause, uh, and he's not allowed to call those anymore, you know, for violations of their terms and conditions. So, like the Free Talk Live nationally syndicated radio show, where not a lot of people, you know, really care all that much about local corruption in New Mexico, is the only outlet he really has left. All right,
0: uh, so finally here tonight, <laughs> I, I do wish that uh, Nikki was here for this particular one, but this from the Wall Street Journal, Bend and Blaze, high yoga classes are all the buzz these days. These guys are
1: trying so hard with this headline. I was expecting Nikki when I pulled that one. I yeah. was like, this is going to be great because she does yoga. Inhale and exhale takes on a new
0: meaning at yoga studios where you can smoke pot. High yoga. There's got to be
1: a better name than high yoga, right? Combine it with the goat yoga and you get like stoned goats (laughs) crawling on your back. Stoned goat yoga. That's the name of the newest yoga studio. Nice. Stoned goat yoga. (laughs) We blaze up the baby goats, man, and they just crawl all over you while you're doing your downward dog. How is this article out of New York?
0: Isn't it like... Like, don't they send in SWAT teams if you smoke a joint in well, New York? Well, let's
1: find out.
0: <laughs> Soothing music wafted. <laughs> a reference to flatulence from earlier. Soothing music wafted through the brick-walled studio. Legging-clad students rolled out their mats on a Monday evening. Yoga class got underway at Bend and Blaze in Brooklyn. True to the name, the routine yoga instruction of inhale and exhale <laughs> took on a whole new meaning here. The rolled class out
1: their mats and rolled up rolled a up. joint.
0: The class touts a higher yoga experience, and it means that, quite literally, participants are invited to smoke marijuana during the session. People want the community. They want to find their stoner circle. They want to find this connection, says Bend and Blaze instructor Amanda Hitz. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) As students get ready for class, they lit up and cannabis smoke expanded throughout the room. Then participants teetered in a tree pose, extended into downward-facing dog, and lunged forward into warrior one. Miss Hitz notices students in her cannabis-infused classes seem particularly flexible and laid back. <laughs> <Nice. Put laughs> Rather my mind than on my money, right? Rather than being traumatized about falling out of a pose and having it wreck a class, she says it's much more of a laughing matter. Around 20 states have legalized recreational marijuana, including New York in 2021. Mm. I must have missed that. And high yoga... I'm just used to New York being, like, the evil empire that, you know, Oh, can't they do have anything. better
1: marijuana laws than New Hampshire.
0: This is a fact, according to this article. Uh, and high yoga is a budding activity. Sales of nice. legal U.S. pot have grown into a multi-billion dollar business. Just don't put it on a Brinks truck if you're trying to move it from place to place. Yeah. At the same time, pandemic-era Zoom classes made yoga accessible to more people than ever before. Some in the yoga community find the pairing disjointed. (laughs) I got an idea. High yoga at the Flying J. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yoga Journal magazine has dubbed the tension yoga and weed debate. Christine Weber, a yoga teacher and trainer who founded Subtle Yoga in Nashville, North Carolina, Says she doesn't take issue with the marijuana smoking, but sees it as counterintuitive to yoga's purpose. Substances blur your reality. They blur your capacity for expansion, she says. Supporters, meanwhile, go deep into the weeds to make their case. Wow. <laughs> Cannabis, I thought I was like trying hard at like mm-hmm. being puns, but no, these guys have put me to shame. They're trying really hard. Supporters, meanwhile, go deep into the weeds to make the case cannabis has long been linked with yoga, says author and yoga instructor Dee DeSalt, who founded Ganja Yoga, that's a much better name, Ganja Yoga, which offers cannabis-enhanced yoga classes and teacher training. In 2009, uh, oh, that's when they were offering it, ancient texts reference a plant that has used something fragrant that makes you high and speak
1: with the deities, she says combine it with the Bikram yoga or the other hot yoga and you can really hot box while you're stretching? Uh, It's quite amazing. I have made an awful
0: lot of friends from 420, they say. So, there it is. High yoga. Uh, I mean, I've never really done yoga. Puff pose. Puff pose. nice i i i had an ex-girlfriend that was into it and she tried to get me and i'm just like no i'm just gonna go over here and like lift a weight or something yep. you know so. that's what men do we are out Pick of time up heavy stuff
1: and put it back down <laughs> repeat
0: thank you rich rich thank you big kahuna i appreciate you guys thank you to all our listeners and our callers i appreciate you
1: peace